Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you're here. Each week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Y'all, it is summer, and I hope that you're loving it so, so much. Before we get to our show, I want to thank one of today's sponsors, and that is Noonday Collection. You know I'm a Noonday fan, if you've been listening for more than five minutes. So this summer, we're teaming up to do a little Join with Jamie promotion. That means if you go to jamieivy.noondaycollection.com, you will see all the fun, free Noonday products added to your starter kit this summer just because you're a happy hour listener. How kind is that? If you've heard of Noonday and you're wanting to become an ambassador, now is the time. Guys, you're listening to episode number 147, and my guest is Kristen Schell. We recorded this episode in my backyard at our June book club, and obviously we couldn't put the whole time that we had together here because we chatted for well over an hour, but we pulled out some of our favorite parts for you, and I know you're going to love it. Today, this conversation, we chat about all things hospitality and entertainment and getting a bit uncomfortable to create community. Because you know what, guys? I know this. Community creating is hard work. But after this conversation today, you are going to want to get out and invite people over to your home. Heck, you might even end up buying a table this weekend and painting it that special turquoise that Kristen talks about in here. Guys, thank you to Noonday Collection for sponsoring these book clubs this summer. There's still time to get in the July one. We start reading really soon. JamieIvy.com slash book club is where all the info is. You guys know I love Instagram. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you want to share anything about this show, find me over there and leave a comment. I'm at Jamie Ivy. This week, if you follow me on Instagram, you might see a little bit of a vacation overload because my husband and I are in Ireland celebrating our anniversary. So that's fun. Guys, we had so much fun at this book club. It really was a lot of fun. At the end of the show, I pulled aside my friend, Krista, who's my Noonday ambassador. She was at the book club and I said, hey, will you just chat with me for a few minutes about what community has looked like for you in your personal life and with being a Noonday ambassador. So stick around to the end because she has some really wise things and I love the way that she talks about community within her job. So friends, here is my conversation with Kristen Shell and at the end, my friend Krista Vox. So I did a podcast, I guess I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, and I interviewed Lisa Harper. Um, my publishing house set it up, so we're in like a real live studio, which if you could see where I record, you would laugh. So we're in a real studio. There's like a man that sets all the microphones up, and he says to me, all you need to do is push this red button. And I'm like, got it. How hard is it, right? No big deal. So Lisa comes, we'd never met. So we introduced, hey, hug, and she's hilarious. Like I've just followed her on Instagram, right? You should follow her if you don't know who she is. And so she sits down and we just start talking. Literally, it's like the best conversation ever. And she's mid-sentence, 12 minutes in. And she's like talking to me and I just go, <gasps> and she goes, what? What did, I, what did I do? And I was like, I never pushed record. And we only had a certain amount of time because someone very, very important was coming in after us. And they told me I had to get out a certain time. And so we pushed record and we missed the first 12 minutes. But when you hear the show, we laugh about it. And we repeated some of the stories. So two weeks from now, Lisa Harper. Okay, well, we're here about the book club. So Kristen, welcome. Hello. Welcome to the happy hour. Thank you. Yes. This is so awesome. Welcome to my house as well. Thank you. Now, we're going to talk all about hospitality and welcoming people in and all those kind of things. And I'll tell you, Aaron and I absolutely love this right here. Like, it's a lot of work. You know what you guys don't know? Y'all know, I told you. So Aaron and I are doing some yard work today, just getting ready to have a few friends over. And he got stung by a wasp. Oh. Now, what you don't know is that Aaron is like deathly allergic to insects. Oh. So I came outside and he was like sitting down. He's like, I got stung by a wasp. And I'm like, okay, it's 3.30. I'm like, what do we need to do? He's like, I need Benadryl right now. So I gave him two Benadryls. And then he's like, okay, I'm okay. And then he's like, my face is really hot and I feel like my ears are swelling. And I was like, okay, what do we need to do? So he got his EpiPen. Then I'm thinking that it's still going to be okay, right? You did EpiPen, you're okay. And then he's not okay. So we went to the ER at four today. So we were at the ER. And then I left him there. <laughs> he was like, you should go home. And I'm like, what do you, I can't leave you. I'm like, the kids can finish. Yeah, right. He's like, no, you should go home. And then I said, how are you going to get home? He said, I'll get an Uber. <laughs> I said, from the ER? <laughs> He they said, yeah, back. they come out here, it'll be $9. I was like, okay. And then he actually had a friend come get him. Oh. So I was telling you that we love having people out here, and it's just crazy that my husband was in the ER. At the cost. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, oh, but it's so fun. Okay, Kristen, let's talk about you and this book. But is Aaron okay? He's fine. Is he there here? he is. Hey. <gasps> oh. I just told them that you were in the ER a couple hours ago. So, and look where we live. There's just things. Oh, but it's beautiful. I know. It's okay. worth it. Kristen, the turquoise table. Yes. Congratulations on releasing your first thank book. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. And thank you for having me here. This is so much fun. It's really a big deal. Well, you think? My kids don't think so. Well, <laughs> it's Jesus is a stranger in his own hometown. Let me tell you. Exactly. Um, thank you all for thinking that. Yes. That's so nice. <laughs> and you guys know what I love covers. Is this not beautiful? I heard a lot of people in the Facebook group and they ordered the book and they said, I didn't know it was going to be so beautiful. There's a funny little backstory really quickly Tell on us. that. So my vision for this was a three ring binder. <laughs> Just so we're clear that it was good <laughs> that I wasn't in charge of production of it. Yeah. Because I thought, wouldn't it be cute? Like if they could just like have printables and maybe just like a th little three ring binder. So, and they're like, you need to shoot a little bit higher. Yeah. So they're like, we're, yeah. Harper Collins was like, we're not really in the business of three ring binders, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. so just so, Kinko's just so we're clear. do that for you. Exactly. So. Um, but it's beautiful. Thank uh, you. What was the release date? June 6th. June 6th. Okay. I know that because we started reading it after that. Okay. So tell me, what made you want to write a book? Well, the book didn't come first, you know, obviously. Yeah. So it was just the, it's the story, you know, of what happened. And it was really born out of frustration. I mean, I guess some of y'all have probably read it, but I was in this place in my life with four small kids and I just felt like there were all these things competing for our attention and for our family time. And we weren't connecting like I wanted to or like how I had sort of visions of it. A lot of it was we were doing really good things. Everything was, do y'all ever say like, it's all good. And it was all good. But I felt like there was just, I couldn't keep up with the pace. The pace was just killing us. And I missed my people, you know? I missed sort of always being in the minivan and always sort of crossing, you know, each other in the night. And I also got kind of freaked out because my children, they're 17, 16, 14, and 10. So each of them were born in what's called the digital era. And they will never not know holding some kind of eye device in their hands. And so when my kids started talking about emojis and Snapchat and all these things that, you know, were, was a foreign language to me, I was like, what can we do? You know, what can I do? So there was all that brewing going on just in my own family life. Um, I'm a table person. I've always loved and been fascinated by sitting down at dinner, but couldn't even find time to have dinner with our family. We were eating, you know, in the car a lot of times on the way to practices and stuff. So the family life struggle was going on. Um, and then I started feeling really just disconnected. I felt like I was going super wide with a whole bunch of good friends and, and different pockets of, of parenting, you know, kids, parents, you know, and, and sports activities and whatnot. But I wasn't going deep. I felt like uh, we were just sort of skimming the surface. And I really missed a very small, intimate group. And I had that in one place. And that one place was in Bible study. My Bible study teacher and leader is right here. She's going to hate me for saying that. But Jan Skaggs. Hey, Jan. And, um, and we're neighbors. And Jan. Yeah. And Jamie are neighbors. We're going to have time. Oh, you're going to love it. So, you know, so I wanted my friends to come to Bible study too and to be part of this small group and this fellowship and this rich study of the Bible. But my friends, just like me, were super busy. And so I, you know, would send out invitations, come to Bible study, come to Lamplighters, come join us. And no one would come. Wednesdays are big tennis morning, big, you know, that's my only morning off without, you know, while the kids are in preschool or whatever, all good things. But I just, I, I felt like I couldn't find that little pocket and same in our neighborhood. You know, I was looking around and we're all super friendly. Everybody was high and happy, but I just felt like I wasn't going deep or connecting in really any level of my life. And then this whole thing, this table, table thing, this whole crazy idea of the table. Okay. So when I was reading this, first of all, two things from what you said is you talk about when your kids were little, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of, it's crazy. Like who has kids, any kid, like five and under mm. a lot of people. Okay. It's hard, right? It's really hard. Now who has like teenagers? It's still hard actually. It's mm -hmm. different hard, isn't it? I say this all the time. It's different, it's different hard. hard. It's different hard. And we do one activity a kid. Right, us too. But we have four kids. Right? Do the math. I know. Yeah, yeah. So I liked in here, I was saying that you said, like I wrote down different seasons, it's still hard. Little kids, it's hard. Big kids, it's hard. Because I think sometimes we start to believe, oh, when my kids are bigger, right, that's when I'll do it. 
right? Right. And you with the big kid, you're like, no, it's harder. It really is. I found myself saying that all the time. Oh, and in, you know, and now, I mean, or, or I, it was when the kids are all in school. Yes. Or when the house is clean. Or if I had a bigger backyard. Or, you know, or, or, or. I mean, uh-huh. it's never going to be perfect. I know. <laughs> you know, what's funny is Aaron and I love hosting. Like, we love that. We, we, we really love it. But before we lived here, we lived in a house. Did anyone ever go to my old house? Krista, you did. My backyard was like as big as this little uh, rug. Literally, it was as big as this rug, and we still had things all the time. Like, people got engaged in my backyard. People had uh, a, what's it called, the night before you get married? A rehearsal dinner, like, in my backyard. That. That. You know what I mean? But, like, we we did it even when our space was so small. Wow. Because you kind of have to, or else you never will, right? Right. Yeah. So, you talk about some trips that kind of spurred this on for you. Anyone ever been to Spain? Here's how I relate it to what you wrote about is that when we went to Spain, we realized that they started the meal so late and they stayed up so late and they napped in the day and everyone just kind of sat around the table. It's the best. It's the best. The best. There was no rushing. No. And they actually enjoyed being at the table with each other. We only did that about twice a week. (laughs) It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Family dinners are really important to us, but it's really hard. But I remember when we were in Spain thinking, well, I also like the nap in the middle of the day. Right. So I thought I could do that. Right. But then the dinners were so fabulous. Three hours at least all night long. I want to know, because I have a story, but I want to know if there has been a particular person or family in your life that kind of helped influence this desire in you. Which desire? Like the hospitality? Hospitality. Hospitality. Well, you know, I mean, my mother, um, for one, but but mom's gifts, um, you know, have evolved over time too. So so hosting, entertaining, bringing people to the table has always been um, just sort of in our DNA, if you will. But it, it really wasn't until I went abroad um, and lived and experienced, you know, we would always host for an event, for a birthday party or for Christmas or for, you know, it was never just for the sake of getting together. Um, and so when I started seeing dinners, like every night, just for the sake of bringing people together, you know, there was no big occasion. That's what, that's what sealed the deal for me. And that was so different, you know, really from sort of what I refer to as the entertainment, you know, factor versus the hospitality factor. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, when we moved here, we met a couple, um, the Garzas, we met them and they would have us over for dinner. And the thing that was different when we showed up at their house is that when we, if they are like, come over at seven, right? When we showed up at seven, like dinner wasn't ready. Mm. And for me, like I grew up, like you have someone over at seven, you're eating at 7.05, right? Right. Right. But at the Garzas, you show up at seven and you have like happy hour until eight. Yeah. And then you're all just standing around the kitchen, you know, you're just hanging out and then you sit down to eat. And when we started hanging out with them, we're like, this is how we want to do dinner. So if you come to my house at seven for dinner, we're not eating until like 8.30. Not because we're like behind, but because we want to hang out. You want to enjoy. Yeah. But I think we've forgotten uh-huh. some of that. You know, like I realize now that there are some people that that freaks out, uh-huh. you know, and they're like, okay. And they're like, like my husband for one, <laughs> let's be honest, you know. And, but if, it, you know, if it lingers too long, there's, you know, it, we've forgotten. Yeah. Because our pace is so wrong. Yeah. Or maybe it's not wrong. It's just so different. And just we're, yeah. yes, we're so busy and things are so scheduled yeah. that to have just that gift of three hours for nothing but conversation and good food and it's hard. It is hard. Also, guys, literally, if you want to say something or have a question, this is super informal, even though it feels formal because we're holding microphones. On our chins. On our chins. It's not, okay? Keep- like literally just like flag me down. Because people are asking questions on here that I'm going to get to in a minute. I can't believe you can see that, girl. I didn't. I had to get close. Wow. Even though I did have the LASIK. You did? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we could talk about that I had a LASIK. Did you have a question? <laughs> she asked if small children are involved in a delayed dinner. Here's the... I'll, I'll answer her first, and then you can say what you did. My, my youngest is nine. You met Story. And our oldest is 13. And so they're just now... Like, when we go to... Like, I'll use the Garza's, for example. When we go to the Garza's... They're just now where they like hang out with us and eat at the same time, maybe in a different room or whatever. But when my kids were little, we did a lot of like if my friends were coming over to my house, I would put my kids down first and they would get a babysitter 
or if I was going someplace, I would have a babysitter and they would put their kids down. Or we put each, our kids down at each other's homes. You just put pack and plays in every room and call it a night, right? Yeah. So that's what we always did. Same. I mean, it totally depended. I mean, you know, if, if it's a Saturday night and there's no school, you know, on Tuesday and, you know, we knew we could recoup and it was, you know, sort of worth missing the whole bedtime hour and catching up the whole next day, you know, yes, yes. I mean, it's so worth it. And I think it's so cool because the kids now, you know, they'll talk about, you know, oh, is this going to be one of those all night dinners where, you know, we don't have to go to bed, you know, or, and, and they remember those things. Yeah. Good question. Anyone else? Okay, let's talk about this. Eye basket. The eye basket. You literally call it this? Like I it's do. not just for the book? No, this was this was before there was even a turquoise table. Oh. This was at the kitchen table. And is that not it? this particular one. Okay. No, this is a new okay. one. I don't know. The first one was probably an Easter basket. Yeah. Um, it was whatever was sitting on the basket. But yeah, no, we've had a, a, a basket. And we just, this was before, like, it, I think before Pinterest, probably. But before there were signs and what, things. What did you, could, you do before Pinterest? I still don't, I don't even, I still How don't How did you mind. even come up with a basket on your table idea? <laughs> <laughs> because it was sitting there and I probably said, put your iDevices in it now. I mean, it was, that, that was exactly how it happened. <laughs> and so this happens now every day. Or for family dinners. Yeah. Let's say that. For okay. family dinners. Even when the kids, like, if there's a group of them, they know. When they walk in, they're like, okay, you know. And so they'll drop them in. Not for the whole night. Not for the whole time. But just for a little while. Because these kids, and I do have teenagers now. They have three in high school next year. Um, and they cannot go a hot second without checking. <laughs> And it's just, it's just the hard goal. I mean, I've never thought, oh, not my children. You yeah. know, that's what I thought because uh-huh. my children won't do that. Yeah. My children do. So we need, we need this. And I like that you said in there that you have um, plugs by them. <laughs> we do. Because that's a really great idea. You're like, hey, you can charge your phone while during dinner. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, the whole way home, not while you're driving, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It works. Put the phone in the basket. Put the phone in the basket. And we were on vacation last week and we caught ourselves. You know, we didn't have the basket. We were out, you know, that we were with our whole extended family, 17 of us. And y'all, even my parents, you know, and we all kind of, you know, I don't know if it was me or my mom that got the hairy eyeball first, but we, we noticed like about three or four minutes in that we had all of our devices out on vacation. I was like, what? Here's what I think a lot of it is too. Do you guys, okay, so I don't think anyone in here grew up like digital age like we we made it through high school without a phone right, right? so like, we remember like if you needed to get your mom to pick you up you just went to the coach's office and used the phone or you went to the right. office or you, or you just waited. got in the car with your neighbor yeah <laughs> yeah or your mom said she'd be there at six so you just right. sat outside on the curb right. right that's what we did we just waited we lived um but here's what i find even myself doing is i expect people to answer me back in like five minutes like if i text you I'm like, why, why, what are you doing? Why can you not answer me back? Like, wh- what are you doing? What are you doing? Look at your phone. And so I find sometimes when we're all together as a family, it's like not that I'm like distracted. I don't like have any games on my phone. You know, I'm not like playing those games. But I'm just answering people's messages as if they're right. more important right. than the people I'm with. That's the signal. So I remember this one morning, and it was actually, I, I, I wrote about it, you know, in the book with the French toast, I think. And it was... Well, actually, I didn't put this part in there. This was right around Halloween. And which one of the kids, it may have been Ellie. I don't remember which kid, who it was. And they were talking, they were little. And they were like, what do you, you know, I asked them, what are we going to go for in our neighborhood? And we do a big kind of gathering in the neighborhood. They were going to dress up. And I can't do it and keep my microphone on the chin. But Ellie looked at me and, and she said, this is what I'm, you know, essentially, this is what I'm going for as for Halloween. I'm going as you, mommy. Oh, no. And she was like, you know, tapping on a computer and she was going to go as me. And I went, I mean, y'all, seriously? Was she going as a writer? Oh, (laughs) yes, Jamie, she was. (laughs) As a matter of fact, she was going for the Pulitzer. No, she, that's the whole thing. And then, and I remember, and Jan will probably remember this as as my mentor. So then I had this whole rule that I would get off all electronics at three o'clock because that's when the kids came home, you know? And so that was it, you know? And it's kind of like the old rule of, you know, don't let your husband, you know, find you snuggled up with the Bible while you're doing Bible study and not snuggled up next to him. I mean, it's good that you're doing the Bible, but, you know, if it comes between you, you know, you may have a problem. And so it was like, I tried and, and, you know, now I don't keep that rule all the time, but it made me so conscientious to be off 
my electronics because clearly if your daughter wants to go as you on the computer for Halloween, Houston, we have a problem. So that is that was convicting. And that was long ago. That is crazy. Yeah. Now I'm going to go as her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How old is she now? <laughs> She's 14. Okay. <laughs> so my oldest is 13. Does she have Instagram? Uh, yes, but they don't really use Instagram okay. because they know we're all on it with them. Oh. So that's like where they put the cute young life pictures and all the fun trip pictures. And it's like, it's super, like if you look at it, well, it's kind of like if you look at ours, yeah. <laughs> it looks all really happy and cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's a whole other topic exactly. is social media for teenagers. Right. Yeah. That's another, that's another book. You I, write that one. Yeah. No, I think we're just all <laughs> go going to leave. We're all going to leave. You guys in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, iBasket. Has anyone made any of the recipes in here? No, I actually, um, when I was going to be a really good book club hostess, yes. I was going to have the cookies for everybody. I was too. I was going to make them last night. I was going to as well. And, and then I couldn't. It's just. I couldn't. Oh, that is, I really was. Life and Father's Day. And I felt and so bad. I know. Well, we, we have, both had really good intentions. We really did. Okay. Any questions before we move on? Someone asked in the Facebook group. So the, the whole thing that you talk about is, I mean, the whole idea, front yard. Right. I mean, that's right. That's what it is. In fact, I was waiting to get to the very end for you to be like, and if you want to do it in the backyard, you can, but you never did. Mm -mm. You never said that. I never did. I know. I, I was going to underline that because here we are in my backyard. It's okay. Yeah, but you, you're like, you're 360. You're, you're, yeah. you're, I thought you, about moving us to the front, but we have all this stuff, whatever. Yeah. But someone did ask, so, and maybe you guys have wondered this, or maybe you have a suggestion. People are like, how do we keep our kids safe in the front yard? I've read that. Well, and so our kids, we have tons of littles in our neighborhood. And, you know, if there's several of y'all out there, I mean, I don't know. I was the mama that kept the kids inside because, in fact, this is a funny story, too. So my neighbor across the street on our old street, when our kids were really, really little, her name is Jamie Kraft. And, but she, I call her Mrs. Kravitz. Do any of y'all even, okay. okay. I was like, I don't even know if that goes over everybody's head. So I call her Mrs. Kravitz. And her kids, she has four children. And we had at the time three. Sarah hadn't been born yet. And so she jokes that her kids would be like, you know, in the trees, on the roof, you know, like running back and forth, kicking the, you know, the ball up and down the street. And my kids would be standing, looking underneath the window pane like this until it was time for mommy to come outside and make sure that they didn't get hurt. You know, so that was kind of, I was always worried that they were going to get hit by a car that, you know, heaven, who knows. Thank goodness God sent me Mrs. Kravitz mm -hmm. because she schooled me early on to just chill out. And I mean, they've never darted in the street, yeah. you know, and if, I mean, they get yelled at a couple times, you know, now we have this ginormous tree and the rule is they cannot go above the second story tree line, any kid of any ages. And, you know, and I'm like, no, no, we have no contingency plan to go to the ER tonight. And so nobody can be climbing up above the second story tree line. 
And nobody's, I mean, I don't know, but you have to know your kids. I mean, if your kids are going to run out and dart, then, whew, yeah. you know. I think it's based on just like your own family, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, seasons, again, you know, if you've got three little ones that are really going to run off, then, you know, yeah, no, especially on a busy street. Yeah. Not a good idea. Some people also have talked about anyone in here not have a yard, like you maybe live in an apartment, condo. Yeah. People wrote in questions about that. Like, okay, so this is all amazing. Front yard people, turquoise table, community in my front yard. I don't have a front yard. You know, like I have a balcony. And again, I'm you're you're the author. But I was thinking when I would hear that, I mean, then just adjust to like what you can work with, right? Exactly. I mean, that's the thing I say all the time. There are no rules. I mean, you know, front yard people is just, I mean, it's a reminder. I mean, it, it, it's almost like when we say hospitality is a condition of the heart, so is front yard people. I mean, it's a rally cry for who we want to be. It means we want to take Romans twelve thirteen seriously to live, you know, in our front yards open, whether it's our front yards, our backyards, our side yards, our, you know, the, the terrace on the, you know, the, the brownstone, wherever that is. Generally speaking, people remember or know of what it was like, you know, to run around in front yards in neighborhoods where they belonged. And that's just, it's a call to that. It's just a call to be open wherever and however, you know, that takes. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's a front yard or yeah. backyard or anything. And you talk a lot about like community taking time. You, you guys, have you all felt that like with your community takes time, right? And I think a lot of times... What we want is just this instant connection and this instant, oh my gosh, we're now BFFs for life and I'm glad you're my neighbor. There could be nothing better in life than this. Right. And it takes time. Like think of all of the deep relationships that you've had. I would go out on a limb and guess that probably they didn't hit off just like that, right? You lived life together. Like we always say a lot of times where you make the deepest connections with people is when you're actually, you're doing something together. And so it may not be like a mission in your yard, but you are like living life in the same community. And then those relationships start to happen. I would say for me, like, I'll just be vulnerable, honest. That would probably be one of the hardest things for me is like, we love having people over all those kind of things. It's so time consuming to invest in people's lives. Yeah. You know, and that's just like, honestly, I think we all would say that, right? It takes time. And like constant it does. investment. Constant. And and with that too, you know, I've been, you know, I'm learning boundaries, you know, because I mean, that that's part of it too. I mean, I'm still a wife first and a mother, you know, to my four children. And so while it's tempting and not tempting, it's, it's delightful to sometimes be outside now with a lot of the relationships I've made too. My first call is, you know, with my family. And so they take just as much time. Well, they take a lot more time, but that's the continual lesson, you know, I'm learning in this. Okay, let's be honest. Yeah. Was there any fear in putting this book out into the world that you felt like, okay, now if I wasn't in with two feet my whole body, my whole life, I have to be now? I don't know that June 6th, the day it actually came out, was, I think at that point, I mean, it the the train had so left the station, you know, that it was... It was, for me, it was a beautiful celebration, you know, because at this point, the vulnerable part was really early on before anybody really, you know, knew, you know, except maybe my neighbors. And then all of a sudden, somebody one zip code over would like email and say, you know, I'm interested in this turquoise tip. I mean, that freaked me out, you know, more. Just people are like, Early catching on, on with this yeah. idea and be like, oh, I you know, want and this then too. I, I spoke at, you know, at a conference um, in South Carolina, our dear friend Logan's, you know, and that was, that was more in, intimidating and kind of, you know, fearful. Cause then I'm like, I, I, I kept questioning, really God, really, you want me to tell people and share about living as front yard people at a turquoise table? That's a good one, you know? And so I think early on, more than now. Now it's just delightful to see people catching the vision and just to be so encouraged um, and, you know, and join in and the things that's going to change in their neighborhoods. Did you that's say tables in all 50 states? Not all 50. Yet. What's miss- missing? Alaska. Hello. Okay, shout out on, Alaska. We're going to shout out to Wyoming. <gasps> oh, so beautiful. I know. I think we need a road trip. Let's, let's road trip to Wyoming and then Alaska. Rhode Island. Okay. And I think Mississippi, which is so shocking to me. Because Come I think, on. I mean, Mississippi's like, they're super friendly. Like yeah. Maybe they're already such front yard people yeah. that they don't, I don't know. But Mississippi, those are the four states that we need. Okay, well, let's get this. Let's now, do this. Now, just clarify this for me. When you say 
all 50 states, someone has a turquoise table. They literally went to Lowe's, bought a table, and painted it turquoise. Or they found one, you know, and refinished it, or they... But, I mean, they're not, like, buying them from you. Oh, well, no, I'm not, not selling like tables. You're not, tables. No, but I have one of Sarah's tables. I love... Did you listen to that show? Love, love, love Sarah. Love Sarah. Yeah. Need so a I, table. But that's what you mean, is they just, like, like for no, us, we're just painting tables that yeah. you're sitting on, like, Lowe's just delivered them. Well, Seriously. we paid for them first, but... Right. You do have to pay for you them. You have to pay for them. But they just painted that turquoise. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're just, I mean, and people are so creative about the ways, you know, and that's the other thing. It's like, you've got to know your space. I mean, bistro tables or some people have two or three tables, you know, and it's just whatever works. Your style, your shade of turquoise. I'm partial to nifty turquoise. But Is that really the paint color? That's the paint color because that's... Because someone asked. Nifty turquoise. Sherwin-Williams. Sherwin-Williams, nifty Sherwin turquoise. Sherwin-Williams, nifty turquoise. And that's just because like, you know, like when you're picking your nail polish and you're, you know, you like the name better. Uh -huh. And so that I liked nifty turquoise. I mean, that's just a cool name. Right? That is. That's how I picked it. Rocket science right here. And then that's what you've painted all of yours since then. Mm -hmm. And how many have you had? I've only had two. The one. That, so I had the uh -huh. original and then, you know, it, it just, broke. it flat broke uh -huh. and, and lots of love. And then now locally though, we have partnered with Rework. Let's talk about that. Can we? I love to talk about this. This is my favorite. Tell me more. So Rework is a nonprofit here in Austin and that we found out about each other and they were already in the business of making picnic tables, but they employ homeless men and women who are transitioning out of homelessness. And so it's a, it's a ministry. And so three days a week, the men and women actually build, they're taught carpentry skills and they're building mostly picnic tables, but they build um, cornholes and, um, you know, all kinds of fun birdhouses and other things. And then two days a week, they are in ministry and Bible study and whatnot. And so rework, if you live local, you can get them and they deliver them and they paint them nifty turquoise. And it just, it helps keep these folks employed. So we could say rework, we want a turquoise table and they know exactly what we're talking about. They know exactly. They know exactly. You know what? Here's the trick. Here's a little tip live here for happy hour exclusive. They say sold out on their website, but if you call them or email them and just say, I want on the list, how long is it going to be, then... Do they deliver just locally, like Austin area? But I mean, for people listening who for live For people everywhere, living, if you are in central, yeah. yes, it's okay. Austin. Okay, yeah. But so then think about, you know, who in your neighborhood, you know, if you live wherever you live, is there something like a rework? Yeah. Is there yeah. something that you could partner with somebody like yeah. that? And I like, like, I don't know if you guys thought this. I mean, I'll be honest. When I first like heard about everything, I was like, I don't know what the big deal is with it being turquoise. Like I literally thought that. But then like after getting to know you and reading the book, I was like, it's such this like conversation starter, you know, because who stops at my table when it just looks like that? Right. Nobody. Oh, well, I mean, maybe. But what I'm saying is there's like a purpose yeah. behind it. And I love that, that you had that intuition to do that. And that because this is such thing to be like, well, here's why it is. Stop. Have a seat. Chat a while. So I was thinking, has anyone here, there's like 45, 50 of us, has anyone made any kind of movement towards this front yard thing? Oh, this is awesome. Wow. Would anyone want to share about like maybe the first time they invited a stranger to sit at the table with them or does anyone have anything they'd like to share? Come on up. Okay. So tell us your name and then you have started this front yard movement. My name is Brooke Mahaffey. We moved from Las Vegas where I didn't think I'd ever find another group of great friends like that from or that's where my great friends were. And we moved to Texas because we didn't want to raise our boys in Las Vegas, but we had been there long enough that I had had a great group of friends there. And so I heard this story from our pastor only a couple months after finding our church about Kristen's turquoise table. And I felt like God was saying, hey, build this table. And... Um, and so I told my husband, I think we're supposed to build a table. I don't know who will come because I know nobody, but um, I think I'm supposed to build a table. And so we built a table from some scrap wood that had accidentally been delivered onto our driveway. And we continued to call the builder, hey, this wood is here. Our house is finished, but there's wood here. Can you come pick it up? And they never came and picked it up. And uh, there was exactly enough wood to build the table except for one piece. And so we went and got that extra piece. And I sat out there, I did a turquoise swing for our kids and the kids would stand in line and do a rope swing in the front yard. So that's how I kind of contained kids and moms would just kind of take turns grabbing babies. 
and we just kind of watched out for everybody's kids. And um, I would sit there out with coffee. And so I just, I found a place that I was comfortable, whether somebody came by or didn't, that I was content being there and just having the peace of being out there with my kids, being present and not being on my phone. And I would take a couple of coffee cups and some coffee and some water out there just on a tray, something really easy and just say hi to the moms that walked by with their strollers. And some would, you could tell they were out for exercise and they would go on by and then some would kind of slow down and we would go and talk. And it was done very organically in the beginning and in the evenings, my husband would come out and it became more of a family thing. But then in the daytimes, it was for women. And that's, that's how it began. Um, we ended up moving, but we, I mean, we had, we had some great memories and some great stories there, but we ended up moving and we're building now on some acreage and we have it out there. And it's still a place where when the neighbors want to see how the house is coming along, like they come over and we sit down and I just always make it a point to have at least ice water and cups because, you know, it's hot, humid. And then we will just sit and drink some water and talk about what's going on. And yeah, so we just try to always have a cooler out there with drinks. And it seems like people just sit down because there is a table there. And it's so simple. Like you were saying, it is. like it's that really is just simple. a cold cup of water. I mean, hello. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke. I'm so glad to meet Brooke. I like too. Brooke just said like she wanted to go someplace where she already felt comfortable. And so if nobody shows up, which that's why the pool might not be the best idea. Because if nobody shows up, you're still reading your book and drinking your coffee like you normally would do. It's still time well spent. Yeah. Yeah. And then people will show up. Um, I like the idea as well, because then your house doesn't have to be, which we're going to let it go because we, we do not need to be perfected women with like perfected houses. But if that's a big deal for you, I know. Even if, you know, you walk in, yeah. you still go, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I ha we apologize. We got to stop that, ladies. But I know. in the meantime, you don't have to I apologize. I almost just apologize for my bathroom I mean, whenever you guys, it's nobody my boys, goes so whatever's in there, I'm sorry. Okay, friends, I know you're loving the show as much as I am, but I want to take just a small second to thank two of our sponsors. First sponsor that I want to tell you about is Third Love. You know what? Stop tugging at your bra straps and second guessing your size. Hello, isn't that the story of all of our lives? It's time to put fit first with Third Love. Third Love uses women's real measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and are more comfortable. Praise God for that, right? They offer sizes from AA to G, as well as their exclusive half cup sizes. Just answer a few simple questions online and Third Love will recommend a bra in the right size and style for you. And now Third Love is offering you a chance to try one of their perfect 24 seven bras free for 30 days. All you need to do is pay $2.99 for shipping and you're on your way to a perfect fit. You'll get to really live in this bra. You can wash it, you can wear it all day. You're probably gonna forget that you're even wearing it. If Third Love isn't your new favorite bra, just return it or exchange it for free. Go to thirdlove.com slash Jamie now to get your perfect Third Love bra and try it for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com slash Jamie to try your new favorite bra for free. Thirdlove.com slash Jamie. Guys, I'd also like to thank another one of our sponsors, and that is Zip Recruiter. Hey, are any of you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Finding great talent can be tough. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners at The Happy Hour can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right free people. Just go to ziprecruiter.com slash HH. That's ziprecruiter.com slash HH. One more time. Try it for free. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash HH. Okay. Here is the rest of my conversation with Kristen. 
Yeah. Somebody asked, and I don't know if anyone here can relate to this, or you might even have like some, if any of you have ideas or you have ideas, we're going to just get some ideas for this person. They live out in the country. Okay. So there's not going to be neighbors. Right. Walking by. What do you say to her when she's like, how do I do this? I don't have neighbors per se. Like we're just out in the middle of nowhere. Like I feel like even here where I live, we have neighbors. We walk. Right. But she's like, we live out in the country. No one's walking their dog by my house. Okay. So how do we make this work? So two things. Then one, I mean, would you naturally have people over, you know, or is there a natural place where people in your community or the closest community where you are, you know, a church patio, a, you know, a, a school um, or places where, you know, I mean, a farmer's market, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, so maybe just list and start to think about, you know, I, I talk about this all the time is just noticing, slowing down long enough to notice. You'll, no, you know, start to, you're going to feel like this is my same routine. I do this every day. But if you really are intentionally noticing, like, who you're seeing, where you're going, what time of day you're going, who's on, you know, that street corner at that particular time every single morning, you're going to notice if they're not there, you know, the one day you go in to see them. So noticing and then, you know, figuring out, you know, the beaten path, like, where would it make sense to start one with people, you know, in town? You know, I just thought of when I had little kids, for those of you that live in Austin, I used to go to Central Market all the time. On with Lamar? Yes. All the time. All the time. Because my children can play. Right. Usually I would meet a girlfriend there. Right. My, what did I call, what did we call our little group, my Bible study group, whatever. It has a name, but we would meet there because our kids could play and we could then do our thing, you know, yeah. talking to stuff. But what if like you went to a place like that every time and you brought a turquoise tablecloth? I know I was not the first one to think about that, but thank you for making me feel like I was, Kristen. It is. I heard that. Live right here. Jamie Ivy. Yes. The turquoise tablecloth. Well, you could bring something like that because it stands out, right? Wait, who does? Central Market has one now. Well, there was a whole table. It wasn't the tablecloth. So did Central Market do a turquoise table because of you? They did. They did. Y'all, that's a big deal. There's some pretty cool places in town. Austin Community College has them in their student life. Ronald McDonald House has I one. read about that. The airport's going to put some out there. I mean, there's just, I mean, people are, so there's the thing. It's like, there's no, I mean, front yards now are just where we live. Where do you live? And yes, I mean, I know that you live in the country, but you know, where is it that community makes sense? And it'll probably be where you least expect it. Like a turquoise table. Yeah. I also <laughs> liked in the book when you gave examples of people doing it at their workplace. Right. I'm like, that's great. If you had a place. Someone on Facebook, Jennifer, said that she has a kid's turquoise table that she's moving to her front yard. Love that. Yay, Jennifer. That's so cute. Cool. I have a little kid's table. See? Why is I don't that? have little kids anymore, but it's just for if anyone well, does. somebody might. I know. You never know. Oh, here's one. Lene said, what if my neighbors don't want to get to know us at the table? Mm. That'll, that might happen and be prepared. And that's okay. And we have, you know, we have one or two on our block that despite four years, they've never been to the table. I mean, they drive by, you know, and they certainly know I deliver stuff and they get every invitation. They get every, you know, thing. And I mean, y'all, I mean, you can, what's the old thing? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that's okay. That's not our job. I mean, it's not a forceful thing. It's, you know, it's just, they know we're there. But just, you know, that be prepared. And, and then people will, the other thing I always get asked to is, you know, what if I invite people and nobody comes? Okay. Well, it's happened. I'm here. It's okay. It, it might, and, and it, it will. And, and that's okay too. You know, on those times, if it, you know, then I feel like I have the big old gift of time, which, you know, having four kids, that's I nice. love. Sometimes I'm like, Oh dear Lord, don't let anybody show up today. Yes. yes. <laughs> don't. You know. Yes. But it's, it's okay. It's not a reflection of you or your hospitality or whatnot. It's just, it just, it is what it is and it's going to happen. Okay. Aaron asked this, how do you balance your turquoise table time and your personal family time? Or is your family committed to it a hundred percent of the time? That is so important. And I touched on it just a little bit earlier about boundaries. And luckily my husband, Tony is he's very good about it. And he is, um, I mean, he keeps me grounded and he will say, you know, time to come on in and not like in the middle of a dinner conversation in life, reel it on in. You know, we, it's been three nights since, you know, you've been sitting on your computer trying and I know it's a deadline, but 
too bad, you know? And so he is really, really good. And so I would say that's how he's committed to it. He's not out at the table a lot. I talk about it a teeny tiny bit in the book, but he's an introvert and doesn't love when I have lots of women inside for Bible studies or book clubs or whatever. And so he keeps me good with boundaries. That's good. And my kids will too. Okay. Yes. So Kaylee's asking, you live in Texas. It's hot in Texas. How do we make this table not become just like a November table or a March table? And then stick it through through all the hot weather. Right. Well, sprinklers and hoses, especially for the kids. And then, you know, you just kind of hose yourself down. But honestly, I mean, we're not out there much in August. I mean, we just aren't. I mean, it's, you know, these kids are kind of going back to school. A lot of people are on vacation. Our neighborhood just kind of looks like a ghost town, you know, um, during, during that time of the year. For, for June, July, you know, September, I mean, you just accommodate. I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it's, but for us, it is almost a year round. I mean, September through June and July, we are really, we are out there. And, and, you know, one of the things that is really interesting, and I love now that we've become like, you know, a community across the nation is that, you know, like think about our friends in Minnesota. Do y'all know we have I mean, there are so many turquoise tables in Minnesota. That blew me away. Minnesota, you know, where it's it's freezing cold. Right. So then, like, it's so cool because then the summer, you know, when we're all sitting inside, you know, we're out there only until 7.30 a.m., you know, because then we have to come back inside to our air conditioning. You know, that's when they're thriving, you know. And so it's beautiful, you know, to see this community come together and be encouraged all year around, you know. And then when they're, you know, 20 feet under and, you know, my cute idea of, oh, we'll just put s'mores out on the table, you know, and they're like, honey, we can't even get to our table, you know? So it just, it's just kind of this larger community and that encourages each other, but it's hot. I mean, you just do what you do. You get mosquitoes up your neck. You know, we do a lot of things at our house in the summer. Like I told you on the email and we just do it. Like, it's just, it's hot. We just do it. You sweat. You do. That's what it is. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So Tani wants to know, How do you balance, like, we want our kids to be exposed and we want to love without abandon, but strangers and is it the best busy street, all kinds of things that it's just hard. Well, I mean, common sense, obviously, you know, I mean, and we can be, you know, good judges of when it really is time to invite someone down, you know, to sit down and then into the home maybe for dinner versus just being friendly. I mean, you know, you can love with abandon and you can pray with abandon and you can touch someone's lives in ways that you will never know simply by being present. And so it doesn't mean that you have to invite them in for life and have a slumber party. And and so I think that we have to kind of keep our big picture of, you know, how just a gesture, how just a 15-minute interaction, safe interaction, <laughs> you know, can encourage someone. Anyone else have another question? Yes, ma'am. Most different or unique place you've ever heard of a turquoise table? Well, I was pretty taken away when I found out there was one in Australia. That's pretty cool, right? There's one in Uganda. There's one, I mean, like kind of the faraway places that I was like, that's crazy. I had a Facebook message from someone who I didn't know telling me that they were listening to a story about me on the Australian radio. And so that was really kind of interesting. But just, you know, what never ceases to amaze me is the emails. And I was, I mean, even just this evening, you know, before I was coming out here, I got one. And of people that just, these simple stories and just, y'all, I mean, it's just something so meaningful and so profound can change, you know, in our, you know, lives by showing up, but then in the lives of a neighbor or someone who is just directly coming in into our path. You know, there are, there are some that are hugely transformational. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I call myself now the holder of stories and it's hard to share those. Um, you know, I know Brooke and I have shared a couple of stories that really aren't ours to tell, you know, about, you know, neighborhoods and situations. It's hard to talk about my neighbors too, because hello, they're my neighbors. And so I don't go super deep in their personal stories, but y'all, I mean, it is, it, it, you've been in small groups there. If you've, you know, you've been in community, you know what can happen when you are present consistently, even just sitting out front, you know, in people's lives. And sometimes I wonder still, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we do in our front yards. And I say that rhetorically now because Jesus is very quick to remind me, you bet it does. It matters what we're doing yeah. in our front yards. I think one of my favorite parts of the book, when you talk about the, when the table broke, Mm. And you talk about just the brokenness and what it represented. Um, and it was such a beautiful picture of like people actually really do want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And they really want to know that someone's listening and that someone's caring for them. 
I mean, community, you know, that's what they want. They want community. And the way that you just described allowing that to happen at your table, if you're just willing to listen. Yeah. You know? And so I think what I'm hearing a lot is it's not that hard. Like, this is actually not hard at all. Like, we're sitting here trying to figure out how we can do this. And, oh, my gosh, like, what color should I paint it? And where do I put it? And what if I this? And it's really just, like, just be there. Like, just show up. up. Show Show up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kristen, do you do more spontaneous stuff or do you do more planned things? I do more spontaneous now. Okay. I like that. That just sort of... That actually makes my armpits really sweaty. Does it? See, the plan thing for me right now, I don't have the bandwidth because my kids are now, I mean, I just, I can't, I mean, yeah. anyway, and I have what's called commitment phobe. So like if, you know, if like you invite me to, well, not you, you know, on Monday night, but if I know that I've got too much planned too far out, like it just kind of, it just, uh, that makes my pet sweat. Oh. And so I like just to think, oh my gosh, tomorrow is Tuesday and I don't really have anything in the morning. I'm going to have a couple of girls over it if they can, great. And if they can't, oh, well. So that's kind of where I am now. I needed the the planned, uh-huh. you know, sort of the structure earlier. Yeah. I don't think one way is right or wrong. No, yeah. I think it just whatever. Because I'm much better at like, hey, are you free on July 20th? Oh, and see, that would freak me out. I'd go, um, uh, uh, uh maybe. <laughs> I like, live and die by a calendar. Do you have a calendar on your phone? Oh, yes, I have to have a calendar. I mean, but, but, like, you, but just like the thought of July, I don't want to think about July 20th. Oh, every Sunday like, I, I just, look at my calendar and oh, like, what so can I delete? What eyes. can I add? What can yeah. I? Mm. Yes. But and I mean, I if share you want calendars. me to come on July 20th, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of July 20th, we are having another book club. Have I said the date yet? Okay, I have. July 31st, right here in this backyard. And I have a copy of the book that's not out yet. Isn't that fun when That's you get so those? Fun. Yeah. And I love this cover as well. Shauna Shanks, A Fierce Love. And the tagline is, One Woman's Courageous Journey to Save Her Marriage. And so she actually is going to be here for the book club. She's coming in from Ohio. Wow. Right? Yeah. I've, I've never even been to Ohio. There's a lot of turquoise tables in Ohio. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll start this. The book actually comes out, um, I believe, next Tuesday. And so you can pre-order it. And then if you want to come back, you can come back. Holly... Thank you for the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I can't guarantee Chick-fil-A every time, but Holly brought Holly them tonight. Holly brought Chick-fil-A. Okay, but Love get you, the Holly. book. Read it with us, even if you can't come to the book club. I think it's going to be really great. And then our book for August, I'm not announcing. You have to come back. You have You're to so good. listen. I know, right? Oh, Christmas is fun at the Ivies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you already told me what you're reading. Can I put you on the spot and ask you what you're loving? Three things. Three things I'm loving? Or one. Or one. Okay, well, right now, my little Mexican dress fetish. Because I love it. It's not touching me. And anyway, so I'm into these little, yeah, loose fitted dresses. I'm, I'm actually loving my girls have put these flash tats on me because I'm not as cool as Jamie and I don't have real ink. And so I have flash tats all over my body from the beach. What do you mean flash tat? I've never heard of this. Flash tats? They're, they're, well, they're coming off. Yeah. They're it's an just, Austin company? I think they are too. I have some on my ankles and so they're metallic and they're really cool. So I was loving that. I felt really hip and cool with my teenage girls on the beach last week. Do you have any tattoos? I don't. So I'm not, I'm I'm just a click ahead and I just, I I Do you want any tattoos? Not now. I think of, I I mean. Someday? No, I think in hindsight, like I would would have been so much more cool. I'm not cool enough for for real age. Oh, I'm not. Anyone going to get a tattoo? But, but I have flash tats from, flash my, tats. from my from my teenagers. Okay. okay. And then what am I really loving? I don't know. I'm loving, like, right now the thought of my, we just celebrated my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And I just, I don't know. I just love that. I mean, it was just so sweet to be with them and to see all nine of their grandkids. Four of them are mine. I produce the most. I'm also the oldest child. But I just, it was, we were just, so I'm, you know, off this, you know, week with my family. And um, and I just, I'm loving, I'm just loving Do your the parents live here in Austin? Of, mm-hmm, they okay. do live here in Austin. Okay. And so I'm just, I don't know, I'm just full of hope from that. That's awesome. I'm loving all kinds of things. I love 50th wedding anniversaries. That's a big deal. Okay, so tell us, we don't have any, just tell us what you have that's going to be coming out. It's not out yet. So soon. Okay, so we have partnered with Tuesday Morning, the store. And so on July 30th, we are going to have our first turquoise table collection. And it's just super simple melamine plates. And ever, I think the most expensive thing is like 12 bucks, except for the slow cooker. Y'all, they're having a turquoise slow cooker. I mean, it's all picnic wear, things for you to take to your neighbor's houses, these cute little tumblers and stuff. So we'll give y'all another little reminder of that, but cute little napkins, the little flower sack napkins. 
Wait, you can buy a turquoise table You can buy a turquoise there. table now at, at Tuesday morning. So, y'all, this is just a, it's just a great, crazy story. I mean, I was literally just sitting with friends on the back porch um, of someone else's, you know, home at my high school reunion um, and had no idea, you know, that a couple of the, my friend's husbands were connected with Tuesday morning. And so they were like, we love this story. You, your women are our demographic. We want to help you tell this story across America. And I said, well, okay, cool. How? I had no clue, you know. That you would have your own product. I had no clue. And so then I, you know, they just said, well, what would you want? And I was like, well, can I have some stuff like where you drum in the pioneer woman house at Walmart? (laughs) I did. Yeah, I just said, that's what I would want. And they said, sure. I mean, y'all, that is only God. I mean, sitting on a back porch with a couple of friends. So there's never been a marketing plan. There has never been a, you know, it is just every day waking up still, opening up my life, you know, and taking the next step. Um, And so... Uh Okay, that's it. Way Tuesday morning. Wait, yeah, yay. Yay. So, so love on Tuesday morning okay, for us. Okay, I have, how much do the tables cost at Tuesday morning? I think they're 299 $2.99. $2.99. $2.99. But they're already painted and, you know. Tur- nifty nifty tur- turquoise. They did. They That's nifty turquoise. Okay. It is a good price. That is a good price. Yeah. Y'all, thank you so much for coming. This was so fun. This was just the best book club I've ever had in my house. The first book club. It's it the will first always, book club I've ever had here. It will yes. always be the best. It will always be the best. The inaugural. The inaugural. You guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great night. Chill for a few more minutes. It's almost it's almost nine, but we got a few more minutes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed the book club conversation that we just had. We have two more of these book clubs. We have one at the end of July and one at the end of August. I loved hearing from Kristen, and I loved sitting right next to her in my backyard when we recorded this. It was just really fun to learn about how this journey for her started and how easy it actually is. We seem to make it so much harder than it really is. Before we finish, as I promised, I have a special conversation with my friend Krista. She was there at the book club, and I pulled her aside at the end and said, hey, can you talk with me for just a second? So here is my conversation with my friend Krista. Hi, Krista Box. Hi. Um, people might have heard your name before because anytime I talk about Noonday, I always say, and my ambassador is Krista. You do. And that's you. You were so good at celebrating the women in oh, your life. I love, I love it. it. Okay, so what you just heard mm-hmm. was from the book club with Kristen Shell and the Turquoise Table, and you were there. Yes. In fact, we're recording this right after because yes, you were here. We are. And one thing that I loved about the book, The Turquoise Table, and Kristen's whole mission and everything she does, it, it, all, it all revolves around community building relationships, building community. And the thing I took away from tonight, and I'd love to hear what you took away, but the thing I took away from tonight was it's a lot simpler than we make it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. What did you, like, what was your takeaway from tonight? Oh, goodness. To just start with where you're at and do something. Oh, yeah. Like Like, right where you are. Yeah, just right where you are. So I guess just a step aside of, uh, or, or just a little bit off of what you were just saying, keeping it simple, but just like figure out. Yeah what's true to myself and let's just do something and figure Which it that's out. actually freeing because you have younger kids than I do. And mm-hmm. so sometimes we think, oh, like we said tonight, like, mm-hmm. oh, when my kids are older or mm-hmm. when I have this. Yeah. But what if we just did right where we were? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So one of the things I know about you is that you value community a lot. Yes. You're very absolutely. intentional with community. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I've gotten to personally see you do this through is through mm-hmm. your business with mm-hmm. Noonday. And if you listen to the show, you know, I'm a big fan of Noonday uh, mm-hmm. collection. Uh, I, I promise you, I'm not just saying this. My favorite event I ever do is the Shine Conference. Oh, I love that. I'm not they even kidding. Love you, I'm Jamie. not even kidding. So the Shine Conference is an annual Noonday Conference for mm-hmm. ambassadors, and I get to be the MC, which is the best gig ever. But I've loved Noonday forever. But one of the things that you guys do really well is you're intentional about building community. Absolutely. How do you do that with your work? Yes. Well, we do it in a few different ways, but one is this really beautiful thing that I think happened at the very beginning of Noonday where ju- there were just, you know, maybe 10 of us that were starting off and we we're starting off in sales, right? And trying to figure out how do we do this without competition, right? Because we're all, as ambassadors, we're all flexible business owners and we may have like overlap in customer uh-huh. base and that just lends itself to competition. But 
then and there, we were like, no, there's no space for competition here. We are going to collaborate. We're going to lean into one another, bring everything that you have to the table and learn from each other's strengths. And we've been able to just maintain that culture within our ambassador community. I love it's it. It's awesome. One thing I hate is the scarcity scare. Yes. That yes. They're, that it's like too much. Yes. You know, people do that even with podcasting. Like, oh my gosh, all these new people have podcasts. I'm like, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We say that we're better together. It's always better together. Yeah. Everything's better together. Absolutely. I say that all the time. So you have built community and I know you're already intentional community and like your personal life right. and your, your faith life, all those kind of mm-hmm. things, but you've seen it within your business as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, and then with hostesses and customers as well, right? Like us, one of our big values with noon, in Noonday isn't just community, but we say connection. So half of our job, if not more than that, is connecting women here in the States with women abroad, right? And so creating those connections also makes space for community. So when you, Jamie, host a trunk show, you're going to be inviting people that may not know each other into the space, inviting me into that room to be able to connect people with our artisan partners worldwide. And they're getting to be a part of something that night. They're getting to get to know one another, get to hear about this mission and vision that's super tangible, but bigger than life all at the same time. And so we value connection. We want in-person connection and community happening here and abroad. I love it so much. And connection as in also, if I am a hostess, yeah, I've been a hostess of Noonday before mm-hmm. with you. Thank you. Um, but you're building community as well because yeah. just what Kristen talked about, like reaching out. Hey, how fun would it be to do a Noonday show around a turquoise table? Yes. Oh, that would be awesome. If everyone that had a turquoise table in the front yard invited their neighbors over, a local Noonday ambassador, it's just such a great excuse to gather people. I need to hear from the first person that does a Noonday trunk show at your turquoise table. Yes. And they need happy hour swag. They need happy hour swag. (laughs) I'll send you whatever you want if you do that. Um, But I have been, you know, a hostess and it really does build community because you're inviting someone into something that's bigger than you. Yes. And it starts a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, I love Noonday so much. And I say that all the time. But right now, Noonday has this Join with Jamie promotion, mm-hmm. which how awesome is that? I want that on a t-shirt. I Can know. we talk to somebody at Noonday? <laughs> Join with Jamie promotion. It means if you go to jamieiv.noondaycollection.com, you're going to see a bunch of fun, free Noonday collection products that you get added to your starter kit. Absolutely. And we do not do that very often. Do you want to start over just so you can get the free stuff? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. But can I just say to you, not only is that incentivizing for somebody to just go ahead and jump in, we say we go scared as our Noonday mm. Ambassador community. We go scared, we're imperfectly courageous. And so it's not only incentivizing for them to jump in, but they're getting to taste and be a part of this really awesome ambassador community that's built over the last seven years. And it's awesome. Which you guys are tight. We are. We are. I was actually in Kenya on a trip recently with yeah. Compassion International and our photographer, his wife is a new name ambassador. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't know uh-huh. that. That's and awesome. And so, I mean, it was just fun because yeah. I have seen her post pictures of all her friends mm-hmm. in her community. And, um, I said it tonight, even with Kristen's, uh, here at the happy hour, I said a lot of times community is really built when you're on a mission together. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so I've seen that with you noonday girls. Oh yeah. And can I just say, if anyone decides to join with the join promotion, I'd highly encourage them to join onto a team, which mm. is an option within Noonday. Yeah. And you don't have to, but it's just this like closer knit family within uh-huh. the big family. Yeah. And so if they have a Noonday ambassador that they know, they need to ask him if they're a coach. Yeah. And if they don't know anybody that's coaching within Noonday, there's a place when they sign up with the Join Jamie to just check. Like, I want to coach. Which everyone should have a coach. I want a coach in every area I of my life. I need a life coach. Yes, me I need too. a podcast coach. Me too. All kinds of things. Parenting coach. Parenting coach. Yes. Marriage coach. Yes. Eating Absolutely. healthy coach. Mm-hmm. Getting through the summer with your kids coach. Yes. <laughs> we need all kinds of coaches. Absolutely. Okay, for real. Well, I think it's great if people want to sign up mm-hmm. and then they can come to Shine, right? Yes. Yes, our sh- annual Shine Conference is in January it's every year here in Austin. Austin. I know, which is fun, fun, fun. They okay, see you. Join with Jamie. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Join with Jamie. Uh, so I'll put the link up on my webpage so everyone can find it. Um, and yeah, if you have questions about Noonday, I'm not the best resource because I'm not an ambassador. But <laughs> let me tell you, I might be one of your biggest fans. Yes. So yes. And we love that. I love Noonday stuff. Okay, Krista, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much, Jamie. Okay, guys, that is our show today. I want to thank our last sponsor, and that is Get V. Guys, what if you had someone to tell you how to work out all the time? Uh, I'm raising my hand. Yes, please. 
V, an AI personal trainer in earphones, has your workout motivation covered. V coaches you to goals, encourages you to every step of the way. Right now, find V at getv.com slash happy. That's G-E-T-V-I dot com slash happy. And you know what? They're not lying. I ran with mine the other day and she said, great job, Jamie. Keep going. I was like, oh, thank you, V. Okay, guys, listen, I want to just remind you, I tell you this all the time, but if you're listening and you are running or you're driving or you're doing dishes or you're holding babies or whatever you're doing, you're carpooling, you're on your way to work, listen, you're going to miss a lot of information and you're going to think, ah, I wish I had a pen and paper. Don't worry. We write it all down for you. Everything from the sponsors to the links to everything you need to jamieivy.com. Every single week it's there. I promise. It's never not been there. It's always there. Guys, thanks so much for listening today. Wasn't that a fun chat with Kristen and Krista? How many of you right now are going to go out and plan where you can put a table in your front yard? In fact, some of you are even going to go to Sherwin-Williams and you're going to buy that nifty turquoise color and you're going to paint it. Guys, if you didn't get a chance to get Kristen's book, you can still grab it at my store, jamieivy.com slash store. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music, as always, is from Jason Poe. Next week, guys, my guest is Lisa Harper. And you guys, I loved meeting her. It was my first time to ever meet her. And I love chatting with her about her world and her book that she released a couple weeks ago and her daughter and her passions. She's absolutely hilarious on Instagram. But I want you to know that being with her in person was no different. But what I was actually most attracted to her about was her passions towards women and how she desires for them to love God and be happy. You guys, it was literally contagious. And we laughed a lot, a whole lot. Come back next week for that conversation. Also, next week, we start our July book club. I know I've mentioned it 8,000 times. I hope you're not tired of it. We're reading A Fierce Love by Shauna Shanks. Last week, she joined me for the last 10 minutes of the show when I had Sophie Hudson on. The very last 10 minutes she talked about to give us a preview. So if you want more information, go back and listen to last week or just join us at the book club. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend.